0: Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome back to Small Talk What's Hit, the podcast with your host, Sydney Matome. I hope we're all having a great start to our week. I hope we had amazing weekends. And if you're not having a good start to your week, I hope this week's episode makes just a little bit better. Anyway, I want to give a little disclosure in that today's episode is a bit different than my other ones, and that's because we get into a topic that I don't normally cover, which is my faith. And so today's guest and I have a similar background in that we both were raised in the church, and we both were raised Christian, and I think it's super important for me also to diversify. All of my guests. And I love hitting different topics. And I don't normally get into my faith. And so I thought this would be a really interesting topic to share. It can also give you guys a little bit of insight into, you know, my background and what I believe. And regardless whether you share the same beliefs or not, or you had a similar background, I think today's episode is something everyone listening can take a little something from. So don't feel like discouraged or feel like, oh, you can't tune in or listen in because I think it's an episode really for everybody. And we get into like so much good stuff. So I hope you guys tune in. It's super good. And I'm excited for you guys to hear. Her. So let me introduce you to today's guest. Okay, so this week, I'm chatting with the lovely 25 year old best-selling author Grace Valentine, who wrote three books with her newest one being Am I Enough? Embracing the Truth About Who You Are. Talking to Grace is truly like a breath of fresh air, and we get into so much, like the internal struggles she faced growing up, overcoming difficulties with body image, and how she is currently navigating adult life. Through the lens of faith, Grace is also here to help redefine what it means to be a Christian by showing others that Christianity is not lame. It's the difference between religion and relationship. One of Grace's missions is to help others, especially young women, understand how the church has failed women by highlighting a new narrative that women are respected in the Bible. I believe regardless of your beliefs or your upbringing, there is something that everyone can take away from this episode. So sit back, relax, and let's meet Grace. Okay, I'm here with the beautiful Grace now. And we literally like the moment I got on with you, like we've known each other for the last like 10 years, like immediate like friendship. So hi, Grace. How are you? Hi, Sid. I'm so excited. I totally agree. It's sometimes like
1: that first initial like friend spark. You're like, wait, I just feel the vibes. I know. I'm I'm like already feeling a connection.
0: I'm like, what? This is amazing. So we were saying, so you're from, go ahead, explain.
1: I'm from right by New Orleans, Louisiana. So, and I live in Florida now though, Orlando. But yeah, I always have that like South Louisiana in me. I mean, you're from, where are you from again? So
0: I'm from, so I'm from Long Island. Originally was living in the city, hopping back and forth between the two. But yeah, Yeah. New York girl. How are you liking Orlando? How is that?
1: I like Orlando a lot. Sometimes I actually love change. So it's like, I've been here for a bit. I'm like, maybe I need to spice it up. Like, you know, I'm visiting friends in Atlanta. And like, I've always thought about Asheville, Atlanta, not Asheville,
0: Nashville,
1: Atlanta, you know, they would be fun to maybe live in, but who knows, you know, so so funny, but no, I think life—that's what twenties is about.
0: I was just gonna say that I'm like, life is too short. Like, I don't want to live in one city for like my entire adult life. Like, I want to be able to like travel, especially like before we get to like the whole marriage and kid situation. Like, just travel, exactly. explore. Yeah, amazing. Yeah,
1: and I'm the kind of person, and we kind of mentioned this earlier, who plans like. When I it's so hard for me to picture myself planning a wedding, even though I'm like 25, almost 26, even though I'm like also in in the Christian world where sometimes people get married at 22, you know, (laughs) ready to bear children, you know, like it's so early on but I'm like I can't picture myself feeling that way but I the idea of my bachelorette being back in New Orleans like that's my goal like you no. know doing a Mardi Gras bachelorette like I can no. plan that
0: literally we were just saying how like I would love because one of my friends is getting married soon and like we said Louisiana would be like the perfect bachelorette party and it's so different too I feel like not a lot of people do that so oh yeah. t-
1: and especially Mardi Gras time like I Mardi Gras was a time growing up my dad was in parades I was in a parade once like no people, way like bring like you know it's like brings the community together I think there's a bad rap of like, it's crazy, but I'm like, it's fun at the end of the day, and it's free fun. Like, parades are going through the street. I'm like, you don't have to Venmo charge for that. So that's no,
0: else, you know. 100%. No, but also speaking of like people getting married young, like I do have cousins that live in like Kentucky, which we all know is like the Bible Belt, and like people yeah. are they. I'm surprised people still are getting married so young now. I feel like that was like such a thing of the past, but it's really not. And I'm like, I I mean,
1: I went to a Christian university and the ring by spring is what they call it. Like everyone gets a ring by their spring semester. Not everyone, not me, obviously. Yeah, 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 uh, Yeah. And um, but I know some great couples who got married young, like actually my friends I'm staying with right now in Atlanta, they are high school sweethearts. And it's so cute. I'm like, that worked for y'all. Could not imagine marrying someone from my high school that makes right. me vomit <laughs> but, or <laughs> right. my high school ex-boyfriend. So it is funny to think about how everyone's life is so different. But yeah, I'm like, I'm one of my friends is like has children now. And I'm like, I talked to her with the same age and she tries to give me dating advice. i And I like, literally don't know. Like you don't know. Totally. You know
0: no, uh, you never know. It's, it's really about either those people, either you grow together or you grow apart. That's why I think yeah. like, especially like having that solid faith is your foundation. Like that's got to be the thing that like keeps you grounded and going. Cause if you don't have that, like what's the, what's the foundation of your relationship, oh, right? Totally. And even yeah. just like the
1: deep care and loyalty for each other, because right. even if you don't, Even though for me, like faith is like definitely a lot of the foundations for my friendship. I have some friends who aren't Christian at all, but they're the most loyal people ever. And they have my back and I know it. And so I think it's cool when you get like both the idea of like, okay, this loyalty, like you can also be a great Christian and go to church, but you could be a really crappy friend if you're not loving like Jesus loves, you know, because there's plenty of Christians who do that. So I think just choosing friends who are loyal so that they'll be loyal in all seasons because and also when you get older, I'm sure you relate to this. I have friends who have kids. I have friends who are married friends who are on dating apps, getting drunk every weekend. Like we right. just kind of are all figuring it out together and you have each other's back. And that's what friendships about. It's not about 100%. going on the same life path. It's about the idea of like, okay, I'm going to care for you, whatever life path you go on
0: that's literally the definition of your friendship. I could have not said it better, but you said you're turning 26 soon. When's your birthday? Oh,
1: June 24th. I'm, okay. I'm excited. I'm excited about turning 26, but I don't feel 26. It's like that awkward... Dude, I like, I, it's I'm in my late twenties apparently. You know, like that's yeah. So hard. We're like getting and, over the
0: hump. I'm 25 as well. I'm turning 26 okay. in December, so we're like okay. Right so we're like
1: same. Yeah, exactly. we're 96
0: babies. We're 96. Babies.
1: 96. You were like the last of the 96. I know. I, I know. know which I was now. You see kids on TikTok and they're like 2002, and I'm like. Like I saw this guy before on TikTok and now he's my friend and he looks so old and like he had him on Instagram. I was like, oh, he's so cute. And then I was like, oh my gosh, he's literally like a child. Like I was No, like, he was like, he was at least in his twenties, but I'm like, I can't, I can't like, you know? And so I yep. just, it just, no. you get
0: to that point when it changes. hundred percent. And like TikTok is so scary because like, I don't, I don't know about you, but like when I'm out there in the world, like. I don't know if it's because I'm getting pickier. or I don't know, but I'm like, I don't, I'm not attracted to guys out there anymore. I look around, right, I'm like, there's really okay. not a lot out there, but I'll be scrolling on TikTok, and I'm like, Oh, he's cute go to profile literally 18 years old I'm like no well, okay no. my trainer
1: like my, my gym and like the guy who like leads the workouts he's yeah. like an older dad and like he okay he'll hear some of my things and I'll be like this it's like the typical like imp, I guess like not influencers I don't consider myself an influencer but just being on social media every girl dms whatever and right I'll tell him that he goes dating you so much more harder now because you think you have more options where back when he was even though he's only like 40 something he's like we just looked her left and to her right and on our friend group maybe a friend of a friend but we we didn't think like oh there's a sea of people like that and so that's something after you said that I was like kind of like maybe I don't need to be looking at people but you never know I'm like I'll oh, slide in my dms if you want you know I'll, I'll consider it but it is true the idea of now you know the world is our oyster because of social media but it almost makes right. it too many fish you know
0: Yeah, no, my dad. So my dad grew up in Brooklyn and like he literally said the weekend plans, like there's a block called 86th Street. Like people will just drive up their car and be like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? And like, that's how you would meet people. And today it's just like, I don't know. It's like, I'm not about it today, honestly. And this is why, like, I also, when it comes to like relationships, I have such a deep faith where I'm like, I'm just waiting for God to bring my husband because Lord knows Amen. I'm not going to find him by myself. Like I'm just, I'm waiting. The, for him. I'm going to need some spiritual help with that. Totally. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. And like, it's like when you put, I don't know something about the idea of like constantly putting yourself out there, like a product, like it just doesn't listen to each like their swiping, own
1: wiping. Yeah. It like, doesn't
0: sit right with me. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like God's like, it's funny. One of my my aunt met her husband literally he like some guy like literally knocked on her door and like that's how she met him which is crazy and why I was like he that, knocking on her door I, like, th- I think he was I think he was a family friend that was like delivering something and like that's how they met which is so funny like when God literally brought the man to her doorstep, doorstep which is literally uh, to the doorstep see, yeah I need something that clear like I need yeah. something
1: like I need to be like mid intercept like has to be like lock eyes instantly I know I think about that too I'm like if I like we can I can be a control person. I like, and you're probably similar. You have a podcast. I feel like girls who have podcasts, you just say I do it. Like you know, I yes, make yes. it happen. But this with comes to your love story, no matter how hard you try, like you can't just make it happen. And if you do, yeah. it's almost like a puzzle piece of like you just pushing something in that it wasn't meant to be there. And so, and I think that's when I look at my past relationships or even flings. I'm like, I was just the puzzle piece, trying to push something that was not meant to be there. And so I've kind of had that mentality of you too recently of, yeah, there's a lot of people younger, married around my age. Like, yeah, I am trying to also follow like biblical principles to a certain point, like, yeah, which means like, yeah, I've kissed plenty of boys, but I try to be good. You know, like the basics, like I try to be a good person, but I have to also wait on God's timing for that. And wait on his lead because he's going to give me something better than any story I could write. And I can't wait for that. And I hope for that, not promise that, but being in my twenties, but I'm also not going to wait on good things to happen. Like I'm going to go live my life, be bold in who I am and kind of embrace that.
0: hundred percent. I mean, like for me, like similar to you, like I remember back in high school and even college days, I kind of was like, kissing guys here and there. But I think what started happening, especially after like I graduated college, I began to really understand that like God makes rules like for a reason. It's not just to like, you know, take fun away from you. Like there's purpose in it. And so like I went on the journey the last like three years where like, I kind of removed myself from all of that. Like wasn't kissing any frogs, Mm -hmm. wasn't doing any of that. Good for you. Yeah. And then what happened What something actually changed inside of me. We're like, now I'm at this point where like I don't want just like the next guy mm-hmm. to be some random guy. I actually like am praying Amen. that like my next guy like is my husband, and so um, I'm just trusting in that fully. And I think like there's a very special season of a Christian's life and any person's life really, where you know when you're single. Um, God wants you to really like develop hit your own relationship with him. And he mm. wants you to like lean on him and he, like prepare you. So when that man does arrive, like you're so prepared and like you guys can fall on your hands and knees together and pray and like you tools. And so like, there's a reason why I, I just saw on TikTok the other day, like God gives you the things that you need. And if he's not bringing your husband yet, you don't need it right now. Like he's preparing you and like, he'll bring Amen. it when the time is right. And yeah. I've seen
1: that in my own life too. And I yeah. agree. I've I I don't like I do everything I can to not kiss the frogs these days. Right, like, right. It, it never ends well too. Every time I've kissed a frog, it always causes drama. There's a reason God wants me to not like and I know yeah. and I feel convicted. And so, but I think especially when I think about who I'm gonna be and who I am today, I've seen that every time it didn't work out, like all the rejection has been protection and led me to where I am today. I wouldn't be on this podcast with you, said, but yeah. I wouldn't have met you if I didn't write books. And those are things that I don't think if i got that little ring by spring if i got married at 24 might the love my life which i'm so happy for those people who did but i probably wouldn't be writing books i probably wouldn't be making these other things chasing these other callings that I feel like God has put on my heart and even dreams and it's yeah. because God wasn't hindering when he kept a husband away from me young he was giving me a chance to explore these other attributes about myself and I believe and I pray because it's a desire in my heart that I believe delights in the Lord that I will find someone but right. I'm not gonna push for it you know I'm and not you gonna don't know beg for it
0: right and you don't know where your husband is like God's like working on him like he's on his journey so it's like like the, your paths will cross like when like they're meant to amen um but speaking of books girl talk about like talent. Uh-huh. Like we got three books. So you started, you, you wrote your first yes. book in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, that, really good for awesome. you. Yeah. You
1: got your little facts. <laughs> yeah. So, am
0: I enough? So what, what was the journey? Like, you know, what were you doing before that? How did you get to writing your first book? Talk about that.
1: Yeah, I think. And it's funny because I look back and it's one of those signs of God just using a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit about me was in middle school. I was like the weird girl, like very much so. Like even it's interesting with Justin Bieber getting half his face paralyzed. I had that <laughs> a very similar disease that happened to me in eighth grade. I'm, oh, wow. Picture that. Yeah. Called Bell's palsy. it lasted for like four months and then or maybe two or three, but it felt long when you're in eighth grade. And sure. I was not cute. And then I just kind of went to high school and I was obsessed with trying to prove myself. And so. Ended up having like an eating disorder, like trying everything I could to be hot. And I became class president, went from being like the weird bullied girl to like what seemed like really popular. It goes on homecoming court, prom court. But I was like more distraught and hurt and just insecure than ever before. Mm. And I remember speaking at my high school graduation and kind of being like, okay, this is what I prayed for. I wanted, I remember praying to be popular and like well liked. And I did it and I wasn't happy and I wasn't fulfilled. Right. Because I never felt enough. and it's a cat like classic girl thing you see, but like it wasn't even like I never felt pretty enough, which I never did, but I never felt successful enough. I never felt like I was doing enough. I felt like I always had to be more or be less or like get smaller, literally let my voice fit into certain rooms and prove myself. and I went to college though, and I kind of just went a little crazy I went a little more on the party scene like and I was sure. like, went from being the good girl to like going to frat parties. I haven't had my life, I thought, but I was de- hiding so much deep insecurity. finally I woke up one day and, some people will have this crazy Jesus moment where the lightning strikes, the pastor yells at you in your face and you walk up, your hands go up and you do a little circle dance. You know, yeah. I just woke up one day and I was like, I have to be living for more. And I just started mm-hmm. reading my Bible again and talking to Jesus, honestly, like a friend and yeah. writing down my prayers. And finally, I felt just this immense need to like write for a blog and write on websites. And then at that point I was writing on websites um, that were secular and I would do funny posts. Cause I like love humor. But then I started switching to some Christian posts and this website wasn't even Christian, but they were like, these posts are actually doing well. And they're resonating with a lot of people. Then I slowly switched from Christian posts on that website to my own blog. It got a lot of views. And I just felt like God was saying, you're going to publish a book. But I mean, I look back and like, I never cried on reality TV. Like I don't come from a family. That's like, I'm pretty like middle-class girl. I've had a job since I was 14. Every odd was against me to publish my first book traditionally, but I just kind of had this and I was like, God called me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Emailing people and it worked out and that book was, am I enough? And so that was kind of what breath breathed, like my desire to use relatable words. And I think, especially in the Christian market, I never felt like there was anyone that could resonate with me in this Christian writing world. I felt like it was either my grandma talking to me or just someone who is so great, but has never been blacked out at a fraternity party. Not like you need to experience that. But to me, I just felt like there was like a missing piece of someone. Um, And so I kind of, there's like a quote, be who you needed when you were younger. And that's something that really resonates with me. And I think of like, okay, my insecure high school self. Okay. My blacked out college sorority, like kissing frog self. And then even now in my life, like I'm still learning messes the hard way. And this next book coming out called, what will they think? That's kind of about not caring what people think of you. And it's based on, I would say, a lot of insecurity, but especially about wanting to be bold because I see so many young women, especially, that feel so stagnant in their, like, just life. Like, they want to find purpose. They want to feel used, but they kind of think that they, as a woman, are meant to please. Kind of like what you said, that we're this product, that we're supposed to be about, like a a restaurant waiting on a Yelp review or something, that we're waiting on people's opinions daily. And so I just kind of wanted more women with this next book, that's my newest one, to walk in that freedom and also realize that there's a culture that says that God hates women and scripture hates women and then that's not true, but there's also a toxic Christian culture that says that woman shouldn't be leaders in a church, that woman should just sit still and be pretty. Woman shouldn't talk. Like women are just meant to get married and produce bare children and that's it, you know? And so it's kind of finding the in-between of like, no, the Bible had really great woman leaders like Deborah who led a freaking war. Like, Like, and there's so many things like that that are so not talked about. And when we look at these women in the Bible, we can realize that we don't have to care what people think of us, but we can live life boldly with who we are now.
0: Amen. No, so, so true. Um, You said a few things in there. And I think, you know, we live in a world where like, whether you're Christian or not, I think we're all guilty of this. We're like, we're trying to chase happiness and people will do it by, if I get this job that pays me six figures, like then I'm going to be happy. Mm-hmm. If I if I, you know, buy these clothes or go on this vacation or if I, or if I land the date with that girl or that guy, like, then I'll be happy. But the truth is, even if you get all of that, there's a part of you that still feels unfulfilled. And, and this is why, like, I'm such a believer that like the only one, the only one that could fulfill Mm -hmm. that is Christ, right? Like you, you can try so hard, but it's like, nothing's going to give you that satisfaction. So, you know, it's, it's, we're all guilty of that. And we all go through our own journey. I've gone through that journey where like, I'm trying to find happiness. And then you're left with this like empty feeling inside. Of you because you're chasing the wrong thing um mm. so so true but uh but yeah you also I also love the way like you pose like the, your books like each one is a question which is so yeah. good because it allows you to kind of like take it and look at it like face value like kind of look at it like you're asking yourself that question so good um, yeah, well I mean
1: I even thought about that too of I like to get in people's like heads because those are questions that I've thought like before yeah. I've done something like even before I started a podcast or started writing. I was like, well, what are they going to say about me? What will they think? Like that was yeah. exactly what was going through my head. And I hate that that's even a question that we ask people. even am I enough? And my other one is, is it just me? I think I, those are all things at our lowest moments and our most insecure moments we ask. And I think we have to admit the lies that we're facing and like the questions that mm feel kind of pathetic. I think a lot of times we're scared to be pathetic. We want to be this chill girl who's like a bro who doesn't care. But when you admit those pathetic questions that you have in your heart, you're able to have truth come into your heart because like lies have to leave your mouth and leave your heart in order for truth to enter in.
0: Yeah. And what I've been loving about like this new like stage of my life is that I'm starting to like care less about like what others think about me. Um, And then I mean, I think you'll always care to an extent like throughout your entire life. But I know like the way I felt when I was 18 versus I do at like 25 mm. is like literally night and day, and I'm sure like you can relate to that as well. Oh my gosh,
1: I I look at pictures of her like that was me. Like, in who 19. is she? I'm like, who is she? Like, who I, is she? I, uh, Even like I show a picture, of, she's like that doesn't even look like you. I'm like, I don't know what's going on my face. Like, it just looks like a different person. Like she was so innocent, like and sweet, like but also like a little hot mess. Like she was learning some lessons the hard way, and yeah. But that's the beautiful thing about God is that He uses all things. I think we try to be all the things. Like that's what as women mm. we're like. I either have to fit this certain role or be all the things to everyone, please, everyone, whatever. But like life is about knowing who can use all things for his good. So that's yeah. kind of something I've learned, too. Yeah,
0: 100 percent. And again, another and I have also friends that are not Christian and friends that are. But I think there's such a misconception where, you know, Christianity is I hate the word religion. I really do. I hate it because mm. it's not about God accepts you exactly as you are. Like, come to me yeah. broken, a mess, like scared, afraid, like and it's a relationship. Like I tell people, I pray to God when I'm driving in the car, I'll pray to God Amen. with, you know, and with my eyes open, like whatever, whatever, whenever I want to talk with him, that's how I talk with a him. Hot like walk.
1: I love a hot girl, little holy walk. Yes, I'm like, yes. I pray when I go to walk
0: because it just helps my mind. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like people don't realize too. like, you don't have to go to God with like just the massive things in your life. You can go to him with like, okay, I, I just got to get on time to work or, or I'm stressing out about yeah. today. Or like, it could be like the little things too. He wants a relationship with you. Like the same way that like and I know this is a whole other conversation about people that have broken relationships with their parents here on Earth. Yeah. But the same way that like your parents want a relationship with their child, like God wants a relationship with you. But the difference between your parents and Earth versus God is that God is perfect, right? He's yeah. He's perfect in every way. So your
1: parents can be broken. But it is right. like that. I think of my cut mom in college waiting on the phone for me to call and tell her about my day. You know, and I think that is yeah. exactly how. God is like, he wants to hear you talk about your day, the little things, the big things. And I think there is also this weird stigma too, of we don't always feel Christian enough, or we don't feel Mm -hmm. like we're good enough to be this Christian, even that the Christians are going to say something. I remember when I was in college and I went to a Christian university and some of the most judgmental people were like the best at going to church, you know, like we're the ones not really welcoming me into this family and this body of Christ. And so I've had to kind of be like with them, especially realize that I don't need this crazy testimony. I don't need to say I saw a burning bush that I felt chills down my arm. I can yeah. just say, I know God came to my life and I don't have to prove that I'm Christian enough for these people. That's something that was hard for me too.
0: I mean, if you look at some of the leaders in the Bible that like God chose, and these were people, these were regular people. They're like, God, why are you choosing me? literally doesn't make any sense. Like these were not like the perfect quote unquote Christian. Um, and I don't even know what that means because at the end of the day, like it's just about You know, I think as long as we're we're chasing him always, like that's what it's about, right? Like you're throughout your entire course of your life, you're gonna fall, you're gonna come back up. Um, You know, there might be times where like you're very good with consistent going to church and. But Mm -hmm. the whole point of that, by the way, it's like, it's not about a checklist. And I think like, that's something I realized. It's not about, okay, are you tithing every week? Are you going to church? Are you reading your Bible? Did you do your devotion? Like, it's not a checklist. Like, it's a relationship. It's those things are tools to help you. But just because you do all those things doesn't mean that your faith is strong. And I know, like, honestly, some of the people that I've met with, like, the most amazing, incredible faith were the ones that have been, like, in the darkest of places. And they've been through like so much in their life. And like, whether it was like drug addiction or sex addiction or whatever it was, like these were people that I met that I was like, they just really it's, and I think God uses those people for a very specific purpose, right? Because like, kind of like you were like, you were able to see both sides of the coin. And so like yeah. now when you're out there and you're giving your testimony, like you can relate to maybe those were like, Hey, I were where I was where you are right now. And so, Amen. yeah. And so. I think we
1: all have like that unique story too. And yeah, I'd encourage whatever girls listening to this. Like there's something that God's done in your life and you may not even thanked him for it yet. You know, some mm. of the best blessings in your life, you've just overlooked. And so I'd encourage you to look to your that's you're right and look up and see what God has done in your life to get you to where you are now. And like yeah. how far he's carried you.
0: Totally. So 2018, that means that you were on this journey before you even graduated college. So you were, yeah, now-
1: I, I know I started my book deal when I was in, so it was, wow. Imagine these people who had seen me like a drunk and then I was like, trying to be like trying to be, but I was a Christian and then yeah. I was publishing a book. And I feel like I, once again, I was people, I think there was a kid who came into my best friend, Grace, really writing a book. And she's like, yeah, yeah. like, she is. She's got a book deal. Uh, not a big book deal, but just a book deal. And so, yeah, it's crazy looking back on what he's done. And now with this third book coming out, the idea, I feel like I'm so much more mature. I feel mm. like I've learned some lessons the hard way. I am not this picture perfect little Christian blogger, pastor girl, but like, I'm, I'm hope to be people's friend. Like I hope to like kind of at least my hot mess they can relate to. Um, But yeah, that's kind of, kind of what I'm learning on
0: that what was, I didn't, I should ask you this earlier, but like, what? what's your background with like, you grew up Christian mom and dad, like mm. what was, what was childhood like?
1: Yeah. So I grew up near New Orleans, Louisiana, and my parents always took me to church. Uh, even though I love my parents and they love Jesus faith. We didn't always like talk about our faith, but like they, at the end of the day got me to church and I'm so incredibly thankful. I'm blessed. In the grand scheme of it, you have so many friends who come from so hard lives with parents and Mm -hmm. I got very lucky and they planted
0: seeds yeah.
1: Oh, they planted seeds in my life and I wouldn't be where I am today without them And but I mean I will say it was just like I was like obsessed with youth group, but I also grew up near New Orleans so. The idea of being the good Christian girl in yeah. New Orleans, Louisiana, where like people are more Catholic and Catholics Christian, but like a lot of people like also are Christian, but not really Christian. Right. And then I went to Baylor because I wanted to, and I had like found Christ at like a childhood camp in North Carolina and Baylor is this university that is very Baptist. And I was like, oh, this is so great. They pray Like I've been going to public school my whole life this could be kind of fun. I got a good scholarship because it will not be able to pay sticker price. That's for sure. Yeah. And so I went and like, I think that was also one of those slip of the coin things too. Like in the public school, I was kind of made fun of for being prude, but that just meant that like, like it's just way different aspect of being approved in New Orleans than being approved at Baylor university and way yeah. Texas. So, you know, it was just right. like, I just had this realization and I was kind of the one judging people. I would say, in high school for what girls wear. And I went from being the girl who was super modest in New Orleans, Louisiana, to being a girl wearing short shorts and sorority standards are like, your shorts are too short. And I'm like, why are we saying this? Like, you know, like it didn't feel bad. And so I feel like just like most girls, I think you hear about these faith journeys and sometimes they feel like this bippity boppity boo moment. Mm. But for me, it was very like this roller coaster. There was highs and there was lows, like accepted Christ, then struggle with still eating disorder years later, like yeah. Christ came in redeem me, help me. And then even after my first book was published, I like went back to my eating disorder for a little bit and it was hard and I had to do counseling. Yeah. And it was even more, I felt like I was failing people because here I am writing this book on insecurity and I'm still struggling with that. And I feel like that was kind of this realization to me of being like, trusting in God is also a verb. Choosing to be bold is a verb. It's not just this destination. It's not this like bibbity bobbidi boom. my life's going to be grand now. I know who Christ is. Like every day you're going to have to wake up and decide, what do I want my life to be about? Like, do I want to walk in boldness or do I want to cower to what the world says I should be? And so that for me was very much kind of the realization of even that recent rediscovery of really struggling with that, which I talked about in my second book a lot that I had to kind of let go of and yeah, learn some lessons the hard way, but kind of the beautiful thing about being the roller is, no matter what, if, how I go up or down, like Christ is going to guard me. Christ is going to protect me. And I'm praying to be better about those things. Cause like, I don't want to go back. And I think that's important yeah. to know. Like, I don't want to go back to eating disorder. I don't want to go back to dating boys who suck. Like, I, yes. I may make some mistakes in the future and I'm not perfect, but I want to keep walking forward and press on to who Christ is calling me to be. And I have to wake up every day though. And wear that armor of Christ, Like I have to wake up and decide who do I want to be? And yeah, I don't know. Do you relate to that at all?
0: There's something that you're doing right now. And I don't even realize, I don't know if you know, you realize you're doing it. Is that like you being open about all those like things that you're struggling with? Like to me, like it might sound like a cliche at this point, but like, but there's strength in that vulnerability. Like Mm. it's not just about standing on the pulpit and then oh, that was something I went through, but like, I'm all good now. Like, no, like this is life, like this is a journey. Like you could be, you could have your high woman and the next minute you feel like you're like in the pit. Like, and I think Mm. talking about the current struggle, like there's also power in that because more likely than not the person you're talking to is also facing a struggle. Like it's that battle Mm. between like the flesh and the spirit, right? That's something that you will happen the entire course of your life. So I, so of course I relate to that. Like there are times where I'll, saturday night i go out and i drink a little too much and then sunday i'm listening to his testimony and i'm like okay these two things are very conflicting (laughs) and so um and i think but i think talking about that you know and being open about it like that's how you grow also as a person by having those conversations like what's what's not a good thing what the devil loves to do is like isolate you right like Mm. oh you're bad and like this is a secret sin we can't tell anybody about this and isolation is the worst like talk about your struggles and what you're going through um and
1: and i think Sadie robertson once said on her post it was like like, I don't trust a leader without a limp. And mm. I was I, like, I don't, and I was like, that's so that's good. good. Like I, we all have limbs and are you going to show them? Are you going to admit to them? Are you going to try to hide? And I think the boldest thing you can do is admit that you're not perfect and that you're still work, working on it. Like no one needs a professional Christian. Like there's no such thing as a professional Christian. Like no, no one needs that. Like everyone just needs someone who's going to be honest about it. Is but I also have to hold myself accountable and be realized like, yeah. Cause I've also done that of like, okay, I'm, not drinking anymore. Like, i like, I'm not getting drunk anymore. I'm not blocking out. And then right. like, one bachelorette, you're like, Oh crap. That was one too many, you know? And I had to be like, okay, how can I be better? Like, what can I do? Because I don't want to wake up with this hangover anxiety ever again. Like, like, it's so right. not even because I think that that makes me a bad person, but more, like, right. that's not. I know that's not God's best for my life. And that's why yeah. I've learned too the hard way plenty of times. And so I would encourage anyone listening to this, like, yes, your limp don't hide your limp like admit your limp but also press on because life is meant to be about so much more and I think you said that so well of being like yeah it's admitting that we have this but like Jesus is a God who wants a relationship with you and he doesn't want this just once this week religion knock on the door hey I'm back just to see you for a second like he wants to be walking with you through it all
0: hundred percent. And what makes me like so sad and like, I feel like there's so many young people because similarly, you know, well, maybe not similar Mm -hmm. to you, but like, there's a lot of young people that like, they have a really bad view of the church because like, it was all about like religion and like, do this and don't do that. And if you do this, you're a bad, you're a bad person and you're not good and you're going to hell and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's like remove all of that. Like it's a relationship, Mm -hmm. like whatever you're feeling convicted about or things that you should or shouldn't do, like God will convict your heart about that. Like that's between you and him. Um, but, uh, but again, I think that, you know, what makes me sad is that so many people, I hear this a lot, like, Oh, we're just we're just people floating on a rock, and life means absolutely nothing. And I'm like, no, your life does matter. Like, there's purpose in it. Like, God, got like, out of all the people God could have made, He made mm-hmm. you. like you're here. And so it makes me sad when people think that their life doesn't have value. And then I see also mm-hmm. so many young people, especially like in their early 20s, I see a lot of young people where. Um, there's so much like sadness in the world and especially this world of social media. I think the devil's also doing a great job of like isolating people. And so like, I feel like depression and suicide is at an all time high. Um, and so you people have to realize like, there's, there's purpose in your life. There is. And and maybe, maybe that's a, an internal battle, like realizing that like, you do have purpose. It's like me, like I'm not special. It's like, but you are though. Um, so I don't know.
1: No, I, and I totally resonate especially when you're talking about a little bit about church work. and we've also seen pastors fall and yep. not just fall and like sin but hurt people in that sin which yeah. that just feels so much worse like there's been abuse and it's and especially as a woman I feel like it's easy to think that Jesus like the church sometimes has made it to feel like men are main characters in this narrative the gospel and a woman gets to be like well you got it like you go yeah. do big things and so that's also why I started reading the women of the Bible is because I'm like, you know what? Like I've seen these churches and I've experienced it personally. Like I've worked at churches before, like, and it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And I think I had to learn the hard way that the church doesn't always do a great job of showing women in the Bible and the way that women are called to live in this purpose. And I think that's why a lot of us, especially as women struggle with that. And we think we're supposed to please, Um, but there are churches that are doing it well. So I want to like encourage that there's so many churches that are calling women up and not calling them out. And I think that's beautiful, but also just what every woman listening to this to hear that the Bible, isn't just about men doing things for Jesus and Jesus, you know, who's a man, like the Bible is about woman and a savior and a savior who in the time, if you think about biblical times, this was a cultural time where women were really not looked at well. Women weren't educated. No one cared about women. And he still approached them, talked to them, saw them, mm. called them up. There's stories, there's women of in politics. There's women who just changed their like whole town by their love. There's women who spoke up and saved, you know, a whole population in a genocide. There's yeah. so many things I think we can learn from. And even the idea that Jesus could have come through any possible way because he was savior, but he came through a teenage girl. There's so much beauty when it comes to that, knowing that.
0: 100% and that book that guys that's called what will they think that's the latest one is it awesome. is it out now, is it available now for so it's available
1: for pre-order right now okay so okay. you can get it I think it's a little cheaper right now on Amazon stuff it'll be available in bookstores and everything I want
0: one I want to sign I'll want... send
1: you one girl yes amazing
0: yes. I love that um, getting a little bit, you already touched on it before, but like getting into like body image, like, so, so I know you yeah. struggle with that growing up. And so why, how have you approached that topic with your audience? And like, what, you know, how do you, what yeah, has that journey cool. been like for you? I think,
1: and now I love, I love working out and I love running and I'm yeah. not always good at eating healthy, but I try. Girl, easily. girl, none of us are. <laughs> I, I know. I'm like, i love Coca cola i'm like yes i, it, I love but, a fountain
0: but, coke Yeah. oh
1: the fountain exactly the fountain but the fountain I'm literally yes. holding a chipotle one right now <laughs> but not even drinking water as i talk in this yeah i need to but i've had to learn especially like especially when it comes to overworking out like when i'm working out it is not a punishment for what i ate or what i look like mm. it's a celebration of what my body can do and what my yeah. savior has done through me and so i think it's all about having a healthy mindset when it comes to working out and why we do it because i think if you scroll on tiktok for five seconds people are gonna be like, how to get your abs like how to look hot like at the end of the day you can't make your body look like this 14 year old on tiktok dancing in a bikini which i'm like parents <laughs> you know right. like she can't bear children fully, like you can't you know and so right i've had to kind of drop that mentality of this comparison game and also celebrate that like and also realize I'm not gonna there's gonna be plenty of people who don't like my body type or plenty of people. I'm like a like more thick kind of girl, like yes, girl. Yeah, like a little yeah. more like on the booty. So it's like I have to, but then I've always been around friends who have like really long legs, and like you always want what you can't have. Mm. And so I have to be celebrate who God has made me and find peace in that. And that's just something yeah. that I've had to learn the hard way. And I think even with body image, once again, we think we're supposed to convince someone and that our body is supposed to be about making them make ourselves feel loved. And I guess what I'm trying to say is something that I truly have been this year, especially be like that thinking is that I don't have to prove that I'm worth loving. I can be loving. And that's kind of my mentality with it. And I don't have to make my body into this perfect image that can convince a guy or girl or people to love me. Cause that's so not what love is, but I can no. be loving in this world. And so that's just something that I've had to learn, but even for any girl out there listening to the struggle with body image, I would say like go on a walk and remind yourself, like your body can do good things and your body is good. It's not this like product to be enjoyed. It's not this restaurant waiting on a Yelp review. Like I said earlier, it's not something that is meant to be berated for just living. Like it is breathing. You are here for a reason. Like, could we all be healthier? Yes. But life's about being healthy, not trying to be skinny. And I think even when I lift weights in the gym, I remind myself, like, I want to get stronger, not skinnier. Like, yeah, I would love to lose like the five pounds that I could lose. But at the end of the day, like, I just love watching my body be able to lift more weights. And that's a sign that I'm doing well, or when I can go on a longer run and I get a better time, I'm not Putting a scale out like I used to and just obsessing over a number that I can't yeah. control at the end of the day.
0: 100%. I mean, I've also gone on this journey where, like, I remember because, like, when COVID happened, like, girl, I was wearing jeans like never. And so when I pulled out the old jeans, I was like, oh, oh instantly. I, yeah. I was like, oh. And I, like, literally was crying in my mirror. I was like, wait, like, what happened? What's going on here? And so, you know, at first, I think I was like, I just need to, like, lose weight and, like, fit into my size, mm-hmm. whatever they were. But now I actually been going on this fitness journey recently where to me, it's Good like, that's you. like, that's like my therapy now. Like I don't, it's not about, mm-hmm. I want to be the hottest exactly. girl on Instagram or I want to, I'm like, I am going there because that's my time literally for myself. It's my time to just mm-hmm. focus on like, this is, this is you. And also it's like, a, it's a kind of like a discipline game because I'm like, I want to push myself, no pun intended, the extra mile. Like yeah. I want to, I want to be able to, you know, um just, just really like push myself like the days that I'm like, I really don't want to work out this week, but it's like, no, don't like do it anyway. But also it's kind of interesting hmm. from a Christian perspective. Like that can also, I guess also any perspective, but that can also translate into like, your personal life when it comes to like, when you have to do things you don't want to do. Mm. I was reading this book one time where and it talks about, cause like, you know, you think as a Christian, it's supposed to come super easy. Like, yes, I want to read my Bible every day. And yes, cause I love the Lord so much. I just want to do these things, but it actually takes work. Right. And he was just, he used the analogy of like playing a piano. Like when you're learning how to play the piano, you have to memorize the keys and you have to practice. But, and in the beginning, mm-hmm. it's like, hard. You actually have to like train yourself. Eventually you'll play it like you've been doing it forever. But mm-hmm. in the beginning though, it does take time. I mean, I think that the course of your life, you're kind of go through those seasons where you're practicing more and more. Um, but I know that for me, like there are days I, I really don't want to read the Bible. I don't want to listen to a sermon today. And then, but, and, but it, you know what, the best thing though, is that when you do it, you like almost never regret it, if ever, like you never regret Mm -hmm. doing it. So it's almost like working out sometimes where it's like, you really don't want to and like, totally, you should give your body breaks for sure. But like, I guess, you know, sometimes the whole point is like, sometimes doing the things that you don't want to do always have really great benefits. Um,
1: Oh, totally. And I think about that as in, it's also been a God thing for me. There was one time I was doing a half marathon in North Carolina. Yeah. I did not train as much as I should have. And I, this was like, this was like 2019. So even before COVID. Yeah. And I, this is my first half marathon ever. I had thought I downloaded music. Like I didn't even have Spotify. I don't know what kind of human I was. I, yeah. I just like, didn't feel like I was like an old man using Pandora. And I thought I downloaded my podcast. Right. And as I went on like my run in North Carolina, it, like it was a lot of mountain views, but I lost reception at a certain point. This is like mile three. Yeah. And I thought I downloaded everything, and I had nothing, nothing, no music. Actually, I had no. one song. No, I had one song. It was the Ed Sheeran 18. And like I was like, because I think I was downloaded <laughs> from like literally 2010. And like the first song that was on my Spotify, then anyways or something. Anyway, it's I don't so know funny. how that happened. And I started crying and I was like, this is gonna suck. I've got 10 more miles. I'm not (laughs) trained. Right. And it just got to the point and I was like, okay, God, you have to talk and I'm going to pray through this and this will be a God thing. And honestly, that changed my perspective on that run completely. When I allowed Mm -hmm. something that. I was doing kind of at first doing have marathon to get fit to kind of also be a way to connect with Christ. Mm. It became something so much more valuable for me than it would have been. If I was just listening to I even love Cardi B like, you know, but yeah. like all those music. And so I think that was something that I was so thankful for. And so I would encourage anyone even check your music. And I know that's, I love a little like bad girl energy. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah, get yeah. it. I get it. Yeah. But when sometimes I when I listen to music that just puts me in a happier mindset, or even turn off music and give God a chance to speak on a walk or a run, I just feel a weight lifted off my shoulders, and that, mm-hmm. it reminds me that I'm not doing this because if I listen to too many breakup songs, like "Good for You" style, which I love by Olivia yeah. Rodrigo, but I might be like, "I'm doing this to get back. This is the best revenge. Like he's gonna right. see me at the beach this summer and he's gonna <laughs> realize he missed out." And it kind of reminds me not to have that mentality.
0: 100% wait do we have like PTSD now if you hear 18 by Ed Sheeran <laughs> oh, totally
1: I because I did listen to it at least like 10 times don't get me wrong it got to the point where I was like I was like I was like once every mile I'll listen to it like I was like in this show she's in the class <laughs> I was like I was not even like a beat like to run to so definitely a lot of PTSD if I ever meet Ed Sheeran I'd be like love you but yeah Please don't sing that song. <laughs> that is good.
0: that is hysterical. Um and just kind of to wrap up, what are some of your like personal professional goals? Like where do you hope to be in the next like a few years? And like yeah. what do you want to accomplish? Wow, I love
1: that question. Yeah. I am well, I mean there is there I do want to be like just very genuinely happy mm-hmm. where I am. And I do think I'm happy where I am today. And so I think like who I hope to be in five years? Happy. I hope to be better at like, I have some of the same friends, but also new friendships that like, pour me success wise and and career wise. And like that championed me. I think finding friends and like creative, like even right now I'm staying with two friends who are very in creative businesses. They're photographer and videographer and they're doing big things. And I love just having friends that I can bounce off with. So it's even fun. I've met friends who are authors and I just want to have more of those, but also keep my old ones. And I mean, I would love to be writing more books. I love to write. I, I speak at different schools a lot of times. Amazing. I mean, I would love to hit a bestseller list one day yeah. like a usa today or like new york times so maybe five years down the road that's a good goal it's gonna
0: happen it's gonna happen yeah, i thanks. mean if you're if you're already doing I mean, this since 2018 like next yeah, time you i keep I, writing
1: more books one of them yes. but i also just i genuinely have to remind myself i write even though i'm like if do you know the enneagram at all Have you heard mm-hmm. of that test Okay, you gotta look it up. This is personality test called the Oh yes, yes, I've done it. One, two, three. Okay, I'm a three, and that means I'm an achiever. And so I can get into numbers. So there is a certain point where I have to be like, yes, these I love, I'm a goal setter. But I have to also give myself the grace to like it's okay if you don't hit your goals. The whole point of a goal is they're like where you're gonna reach. And also, we're still so young. In five years, oh my gosh, in five years old, I'll be thirty-one. Though that's so scary. Crazy. Don't 26. don't remind uh, me. Don't uh, remind me. Yes. But yeah, I would love to also be married at that point. Who knows? Or yeah. like not married necessarily, but like with someone serious. Um, maybe I do want babies though. So we'll think yeah. about that. But that's it's- that's my main priority is the other stuff.
0: It's funny you just said that because I literally mentioned this on my last podcast episode where I was talking about how like, you know, there's so, so many societal expectations about where we should be. And I think, and I, again, I forgot exactly where I heard this, but like, mm-hmm. instead of having goals where it's like by 28, I'm going to be married or like, I'm going to yeah. have kids by 30. Like instead, instead, I think change the word instead of goals, like objectives, like there's things I want to like accomplish. That. Yeah. Change. And like, if this- I don't,
1: my worth isn't devalued, you know,
0: no, way. no. And I'm, and- I'm, I'm I- sorry. Go. I was just going to say like, I also know that like God's plans for me are so much greater than for myself. So I'm like, whatever he's got planned for me, I'm going to trust in that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Have you heard the thing too of giving yourself the grace in your twenties? Because it's like, you're only on friends season three, if you're like 26, cause like they all started at 24. So it's like, yeah, like Friends season three, Joey was still a mess. Yes, Everyone I did like, see that. I did see like, that. J- Jennifer Aniston was working at a coffee shop. Not actually, Rachel Rachel's working at a coffee shop. Put Phoebe things in perspective. Giving like not even giving the triplets birth yet for her brother. Anyways, so I it put me in perspective. I'm like, my I'm friend season three. It's okay if I don't have it all figured out, and it's, we're all gonna figure it out.
0: Well, Grace, you've given me grace today. Yeah. What and- are your goals? I <laughs> want your goals my goals I think just to like kind of grow what I'm doing now I've this truly like I think I the whole reason I started this podcast is because I wanted to find a way to connect with people and wow. um, I feel like I just had so much to say and so um, and I, I've made the most incredible like friendships and relationships like through this whole journey and process I love but that. yeah so like that's from a professional standpoint I still think there are things that like I feel like God has like hidden in the back door and he's like he's like wait he's kind of preparing me for those yeah. things I don't know exactly what that is yet but I'm excited to find out and I'm then excited he, to find out too yeah and then personally, I mean, I'm kind of waiting for my husband to be quite honest. I like, yeah. I, I got to this point where like, I know exactly what I'm looking for. Like, I Amen. know I'm talking about like the character and the man. And I mean, God knows I do have a type. I do have a type for sure. Um, <laughs> I so, know I'm
1: pretty on brand I know. Yeah. When my friends notice it. I'm like, oh yeah I'm not
0: predictable <laughs> yeah I have a thing for blue eyes I do but um but yeah so I think you know whenever that time is I'm just waiting for it and I got I think the, the hardest lesson as a Christian is like mm-hmm. learning patience like God's like now your timing my timing and I'm like okay and Amen. then my grandma my grandma who's like this little sassy Puerto Rican woman she's like she's like, you know Sydney she's like you gotta she's like sometimes God makes you wait to see how much faith do you really have in him and um and I'm like wow okay, okay. see so- I feel like my parents put pressure on I me. Mean, they're like why don't you have someone I'm like
1: yeah, I want your grandma's Advice.
0: <laughs> come over, come over. She'll I make you rice and beans and we'll have a whole such. She actually that. lives in Florida now. So, where can you go visit her? I love yeah, grandma's. Yeah. My
1: grandma's one of my best friends. Yeah. But they are, once again, my grandma was married at like 21, 22. So oh, yeah. 20. No. You know, it's grandma's funny how different a... times change. Yeah. No, but I love all that that you said because it is so true. And I also think girls get scared to say it at the stage. Like, oh my gosh, I would love a husband. Like, they're like, oh my God, I'm so put that in. No. Because I, I, I think that you also hear that it happens when you least expect it. But I'm like, at the end of the day having that desire is a good thing like that's a yeah. like that's something you should praise there's nothing embarrassing
0: about it and so I'm glad we both said that we're like yeah I would love a boy like who's great well that's the thing like I want like I want a partner like I want I want someone that like mm. he pushes me and I push him and um I mean that's what I don't think we're meant to walk alone I think yeah maybe there are very specific people in the bible that were called to do that but I think for mm. the majority most people like I also when even when it comes to which is this is honestly could be a whole other podcast episode but like even when it comes to sex um. I'm like okay, like I'm. I also like instead of like rejecting those feelings, I'm like no, I, I shouldn't be thinking about this. It's like you know what? I'm like God, thank you for making me this person that like one day yeah. I'll be. I have I'll hormones, be able to like. Yeah. Right, I can I get be to be like feisty, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So God. Pat- yeah. <laughs> one day, oh <I'm> my husband. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I get that. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, we will see where life takes us. But Grace, Yay. you have graced me today. This is so Aww, good. So I kind. love chatting with you. And love so, your friendship. We're going to be good friends. I can tell. Yes. Oh, I can tell. Literally from the first three seconds, I was like, oh, I'm in yeah. Good stuff. Uh, but we will chat soon. But thanks so much for coming on. All right, guys. And if you're hearing this, that means you made it to the end of the episode. So thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe so you're the first to hear about new episodes. Rate and review. Please leave five stars in a comment. It helps start growing podcast. And I love getting feedback from you guys. And if you want to learn more about Grace and order her new book, I'll put all of the links in the description of this episode. And until then, have a great rest of your week and we will talk very soon. Bye, guys.